The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. She like put her hand out and like touched it in my chest and she said, you're joking, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, so let me ask you this. You got me. (laughs) Zach Morris, time out here. Let me ask you this. You have, at this point, you have a fork in the road. You can either be like, no, baby. (laughs) No, baby. I'm, I'm all about you. Or you can be like. Yep. Always just kidding. It's episode 71 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's Jim Laird, owner of Jim Laird's Strength and Conditioning. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with the prank call. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I've missed you, Mark. It feels like it's been a thousand years since we reported. It has. We have we have listeners that are, quote unquote, jonesing uh, because we have not. We, we took uh, spring break off. And uh, I will say, just quickly, this the Simply Human podcast has really started affecting the dynamic of our relationship. Have you noticed Ooh, this? Mine and yours? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, uh, I have, like, two or three things that, like, I when they happen, normally I would have just called you immediately and told you that these things happen. Yes, and now yes, I have to wait, I like, three weeks. I to talk to you because I want to have good fodder <laughs> for this segment. This is my favorite, <laughs> like, 20 minutes of the entire week is doing this on Skype yeah. recording with you. Yeah. So, there, like, I have one story I, I'm not even going to tell you today. That happened the other night, and I've referenced it in a text, but I can't. I mean, it's the most insane thing that it's like I can't believe I I cannot tell the story. Jen is just she she almost left me because of this story, but um, it was it was crazy. So there's another story that so I texted you from an ER. Yes. In Houston. Hold on. This is hold on. So you, te- I texted you from ER, like that, something about a broken rib, and then like you texted me like four days later. You were like, by the way, the reason I'm not more concerned about your broken rib is, is because I'm waiting for you to tell the story. So it's like you had to say, I still care about what. Yeah, happened. I didn't want to like press you because I knew that. Oh, uh, well, the first thing I hear when you're like in the ER, broken or in the ER, and I was like, my first reaction wasn't to be like. Oh my God, are you okay? It was. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be a great podcast story. <laughs> so. Okay. I don't so, think we should. When you told me it was a broken rib, I don't think we should share what my next text to you was. <laughs> what you were trying to do when you broke that rib? Yes. Yeah. Let's let's leave that one womp, out. Womp. Womp, womp. So are we ready for the broken rib story? I'm ready. Tell it. Okay. Jeez. I am the. 
<sighs> okay, well, I'll just tell it. So I, last week I was going to do all my Wonder at Maxes, and then I wasn't going to Wonder at Max again for like four months or something. Were like, you doing this with no shirt on in your driveway? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I had no pants on, but I did have a shirt on. Um, it's a long story. Just kidding. I had pants on. Okay. So I, ma- I max squat squats, max rep squats on Tuesday, and I did shoulder press. And so then I went down to Houston for work, and then I was my brother-in-law owns a gym down there. And so I uh, was going to max rep bench and front squat on Thursday. So like I'm at Ryan's gym and he's there and I'm like getting ready warmed up and he's just like all right well I, I'm gonna I gotta go I gotta run some errands I'm 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 out of here and I was like well crud like you were gonna spot me but I can figure this out so I was just gonna like so you're gonna try to max without anyone's no 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 so somebody came he, they had an okay. op- they had an open gym so someone came not uh, probably about half as strong as as Ryan who's a very strong person so this isn't like a weak person but this is a, a not as strong a person as I was counting on. So I started warming up and I was using uh, several mistakes here. One, I was using an Olympic bar and the Olympic bars are very like spinny, right? They're on ball bearings. The really good ones are on ball bearings. So like when you're lifting heavy weights, like the, the rotation of the bar doesn't hinder your lift, right? You can like flip under the bar when you're doing like snatch or like um, cleans or something, which is not like power bars, like for deadlift and bench and shoulder press. Those, those bars aren't quite as spinny, you know, because they don't need to be. So I use I was using Olympic bar, which is mistake number one. Mistake number two is only having one spotter and not having one. Oh well, this yeah. so much weight. I just well, needed two dudes. To, well, a spot. No, I need what I like. Technically, on a one rep max, doesn't matter how heavy it is. Well, I guess if you're like a fifth grader or something, then you can have one or person. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to have someone like behind you, and you need to have one person on either side, right? So a guy like like behind the bench like where your head is yeah. and a guy on either side to okay. catch the weight unless you, in case something happens so i've max rep bench many many times in my life like that's you know growing up playing football that was just like hey, you see there uncle rico well, no, that's what i'm saying like hey, how much you bench there. like that was a question You're you had teetering on the line well between uncle rico and and not uncle rico well so I'm, I'm i'm about to fly past the line so uh, i imagine so yeah so i I'm, I'm working my way up you know the way i wonder at max i'll start with like a few reps of the 55 percent then i'll do 60 percent 70 percent 75 and i'll work my way up and i haven't had a spotter yet so then i get to my my max which I don't know. Do you? Uh, let's not. Let's not uh, say how much it is. Yeah. Well, see, but but it it almost like you need to know. I'm not going to say it, but it's like it, it was a significant amount of weight because you need to know that because if you drop like 200 pounds on your chest, like okay, that's that's not as quite as bad as what I dropped. Okay, on. I will allow you to throw out a specific weight because okay. it is germane to the story. Okay, I will allow it. Thank you. Ahead. Thank you. It was 305 pounds. Okay. Okay. So I get the bar off the rack. Uh, and I've got this the, my spotter behind me, and I I break it out of my chest. I'm pushing it up, and I'm I get it through the sticking point. Like I, I I've yeah. gotten it right. Uh, the, the the lift did not count, however, because uh, as soon as like I guess I kind of relaxed my 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 shoulders down into the bench to just kind of lock my arms out. And when I did that, in just like a blink split second, and it's never happened to me before. I say that a lot. I swear it's never happened to me before. Uh, <laughs> the bar and my thumbs were wrapped around the bar. The bar like slid forward and just like my wrists just like turned like, you know, imagine like you're holding the bar and then like make your wrists like straight up and down. My wrist just like went like dumped the bar forward. So, so I lost all 
uh, tension on the bar. And so basically that weight free fell from about arms locked out and just just straight like dropped right on my sternum. And I mean, it that moment is is one that I have relived many times. It was a horrifying thing thinking like like in that split second, like here we go and kind of trying to brace for it. Well, like I felt like the bar like landed on my spine, you know, it's just like like crushed my chest cavity. So luckily, yeah. So I mean, I make the I make like the noise. One of those like awesome videos that I love, like CrossFit fails, yes, like gym fails. Uh, it would have like been, the guy's running super fast in the treadmill and trips up, yes. and like falls face I'm, forward and burns his face yeah. on the belt. I'm so mad that I wasn't recording because I normally do record my one at Max is just to like ch- oh check my, my form. God, well, you know, serious? yeah. Well, that's like what that. Oh, Rico. Hey. Okay, I just that, like to sit back and watch all the old videos of me pushing lots of weight around and just be like, yeah, yeah, bro. Okay, there's a whole subset of people that... There are nerds it's, like no, I'm, no, I want to check. Like, when I when I record my one rep max squat, I want to make sure that I got below parallel. I want to make sure that my back was in the right position. Like, it's a it's a position thing. It's like... I know, I'm making fun of you, but okay. I do the same thing periodically, and I send the videos to you, okay. so you can tell me, oh, yeah, you need exactly. to do this, or... Yeah, and I'm just saying, I'm just making fun of you. Okay. Because you're an easy target. Exactly. Because you're an idiot. As usual, Yes. So I, I'm able, this other girl, luckily this girl was like, had just walked in and was, <laughs> and was able to run over and, and like, they like were able to get it where the, I could just sort of slide under the bar and I've got to like try to play it like Mr. Cool. And I am about to like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good, man. Oh, I'll be, I'll be fine. Just a second. Just give me a second here. Like, and I was like in, in dire pain. So I was able to like rack the weight like that they had left on the ground and I left. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> And so I'm like, I'm meeting a buddy for dinner down in Houston and I'm in traffic and I'm driving and I'm just sort of like, I'm lightheaded. I'm the, 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 the world is, <laughs> the world is spinning. I feel like I'm about to pass out. I'm nauseous. My right arm has started tingling and like, kind of like going like where I can't like squeeze my, my fist. So I was like, I can, I can try to like either tap this out and just be like, quick, okay, this is, this is no big deal. Or you could like not do like not go to the ER and like, you know, I punctured my lung and I've got blood slowly seeping into my lung. And I'm gonna like drown in my sleep or something. Which so, is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I went to the I went to this little emergency clinic. They did an EKG, a CAT scan. They gave me all these painkillers and everything. And so I've got like a hairline oh, yeah? fracture. No, they make me really nauseous. I ended up throwing up for like two hours after I left there. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, so I've got like a hairline fracture and like it's the muscle that is like like up underneath my armpit going from my, my chest all the way around my right side is I guess where the, the brunt of it fell. So, um, I, you know, sneezing is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, the last few days, it's just like, I, could, uh, I can't wait till you open the box that I sent you, uh, well, in the mail. Just it's just pepper. a box full of pepper yeah. and you'll open it up and be like, Oh my God, <laughs> just sneezing. Well, I took, I hadn't, I tried to not take any ibuprofen or anything. Just trying to like the pain is sort of my penance for being a total idiot uh, because I mean c- completely preventable and if that had fallen on my neck or something if it had gone the other way it would have killed me you know it's like idiot so anyway we need to come up with a contingency plan on what to do with the Simply Human co- podcast if one of us dies seriously I feel like this is a very uh, you know it's a good time to talk about this we, we would just need to have someone post on the Facebook page the Simply Human podcast is over Rick Rick died or Mark died <laughs> A piano fell out of an airplane and crushed for it today. That's how yeah. I'm convinced I'm going to die. Something weird and wacky. It's going to be some kind of crazy story like that. Yeah. It's not going to be like uh, congenital heart uh, defect uh, over time. <laughs> I took him. It's going to be like a coyote 
or a kangaroo escaped from the yeah. zoo and stole a car and ran him over. Punch, <laughs> stole a car. So that was uh, that was my uh, spring break fun. That's been a week ago today, and I'm just now today where I can like sort of sit up and like from like a laying like out of bed or I could like, lay on the couch. I can't do I can't do anything. I can't mobilize my lower body like do any sort of like leg work or anything just cuz like it, it's all connected. Breathing was was difficult for a while. Um so the other story that so I have So you're in a body cast. Yeah, but well they can't they can't do any they can't cast you. They're like, "Well, we could put you out of we could wrap it, but then you'll probably get a lung infection." I'm probably like, "Yeah, no thanks." Um the other story I have, it's I'm going to save it for humans being human because it's okay. that kind of a story. Um, so did, y'all, did your kids have spring break this last yeah. week or is it this week? It, it, theirs was last week and my wife's is this week, okay. although it's kind of an abstract thing when you're like an online, online. student. Yeah, you're but still yeah, like her, She just doesn't have class this week, but she yeah. still has tons of work to do. Sweet. All right. Well, you weren't able to get on to the uh, Jim Laird interview because it was a uh, it was a time that didn't fit into your schedule. But Jim was actually like episode twelve. Is yeah, our, is it was our, like the, the most popular episode ever of the Simply Human yeah, Podcast. Yeah. So uh, we and, and I am uh, the Josephit Retreat, which is actually has been launched. I guess since the last time we recorded, um, it's in September. It's like that second week and weekend and you know, the third week and weekend in September. Uh, Jim Laird's going to be there. Lucy Hendricks, his uh, one of the coaches at his gym. Jason Sides, Sarah Fergoso, and a ton of other people. We're doing like a four-day retreat up in Chico, California, uh, and I'm going to be there, like, kind of like speaking, I guess, um, teaching and learning. So I will, I'll put that and link. pooping in your pants and pooping my pants in, in Northern California. I'm, I'm trying to get my wife to go with me to that one. You have but. like a you have like a calendar on the wall of like uh, states in which you've <laughs> crapped your pants and you really like, got to knock California. Out they're all X'd off list. except for like California and Alaska <laughs> and like North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I really got to crap my pants over by Mount Rushmore. <laughs> well, I've been there and I crap my it's pants. It's a lifelong goal to crap your pants. <laughs> I'm just standing in front of the Eiffel Tower, is like grunting, like what's that guy doing? <laughs> That smell. <laughs> um, so, well, the Eiffel Tower isn't in America, but I'll give you a pass. On that. Well, you know, if I wanted to do like the Seven Wonders of the World or something, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a wonder of the world either. But uh, I so, think it actually might be. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to look those up. I'll put okay. a a link to the Josephit Retreat uh, on the website. Um, you know, and speaking of of uh, the website. Um, TheSimpleHumanLifestyle.com, just kind of teaching people how to navigate that. I, I don't do a whole lot of new. Uh, uh, information on there right now as much as I, I used to. I, I'm writing for everydaypaleo.com, so check that out. But if you go to the main site, simplyminasta.com, there is basically like four sections. There's eat, sleep, move, and enjoy. You can click on the picture or the word eat, sleep, move, or enjoy, and kind of gives you sort of the the bullet, the Cliff's Notes version of each of the, sort of the philosophies behind each of those four things. So go check that out. Um, there's also That's a good point. Maybe people don't, uh, you know, maybe some people jumped in in the middle of the podcast. Maybe they don't yeah. know but uh, if you want to know our kind of points on each of the four important pillars, that's a good it's a good resource. Yeah. So the Facebook page, YouTube channel are all there. Uh, Simply even kids page. We, we my wife, I've been uh, uh, bugging her uh, about to writing. write something so it'll get like four hundred thousand pages. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm simplyhumanlifestyle.com/shop, or I think it's the store. Uh, tab on the website. Um, there's the Simple Human Resets, which you can read about, and there's also T-shirts for sale. I'm about to make another T-shirt order, and I think we're about to start uh, having hats, like the snapback hats. Um, but I'm a very, I'm a hat snob. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I need to, like, I need to, like, test the hats first. I'm well, not just going to buy hats. I can't, uh, I can't just purchase a hat off the rack. I have a very small head. It's a very. I got a tiny head. Face. Do what? I got a tiny head. 
That's from Tommy Boy. So I can't just buy any hat here. Yeah. So I have a I have a huge head. I have a seven and a half. Head. I have. Uh, do you, mine is a six and three quarters. Oh my gosh. I'm dead serious. I have to buy hats from the little children. <laughs> if I find a hat that doesn't make me look ridiculous, I will wear that thing for a decade <laughs> until it disintegrates because it's just that hard hat shopping. Awesome. Well, all right, so go to the website, like us on Facebook, do all that good stuff. Um, There's the nutrients uh, and the skinny fat coupon codes, which are still going. If you have questions about any of that, email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick. By the way, we're still trying to compile questions to do like a question answer show. We have a few of them on the Facebook page. But if a question just you know comes across your mind, send us an email. Let us know, and we will. Let's do that soon. Yeah, I think we're I don't gonna. Want those people left hanging. In yeah, the we're gonna do one of those. We're gonna do that in May. Uh, the listener, okay. the listener question show. Cool, that's um, almost there. So compile your questions, email them to us, and we will hit that. Sweet. Okay, we let's get to our uh, conversation with Jim Laird. We talked to Jim about Paleo FX, which is coming up. The Brainwave app: the difference between our levels, of the, our level of preparedness, and elite level programming. A formula for health. Great football players who aren't that great in the weight room, chilling out, not being willing to tinker. Meditation. Stress can either save or kill you. And free play in kids. Here's Jim. All right, joining us on. Today's show of the Simple Human Podcast, it is Jim Laird, who owns Jim Laird Strength and Conditioning. He's been working as a strength and conditioning coach, helping clients achieve their goals since 1997. It's four years of Division I coaching experience and uh, now over a decade working with clients in the private sector. Jim, welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be here. You know, um, you were, uh, if you look at all of our shows uh, ever, all of our downloads in the history of our show... The show that you were on, and it was early on. It was like episode 12 or something, and this is episode 71. So that was like in, uh, yeah, here it is, uh, December of 2013, episode 12, is our most popular show ever. Well, thank Isn't you. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so we were like we were like looking at that, and I was like, dang, like we need to have Jim back on. <laughs> like People really like him, so and I really like him, so we need to have him back on. So... Um, so thank you for being a part of our uh, most popular show of all time. And you are going to be at Paleo FX next month, correct? Yes, Lucy is speaking at Paleo FX, and I'll just be hanging out. Cool. So that's uh, uh, that's my my deal too. I know I spoke last year, and I've talked about it on the show already. But uh, my, I submitted a talk this year, thinking, oh, I got it. I you know I talked last year. I'll just submit a talk, and they'll accept me. So I like made all my reservations or anything. Like my talk got denied. So uh, I could just say, nah, I don't I don't really want to talk this year. It's cool. Sure. Um, but uh, I'm actually sharing a house with Jason and his wife and Sarah and oh, her awesome. husband, and so we'll be uh, so it'll. Be be kind of fun to not have sort of any responsibilities and we'll I agree. Be, we'll be well, in the I, same boat uh, i had so much stuff going on with the gym at the time when you submitted uh you know topics that i just didn't bother lucy submitted hers she got hers so uh you know if you're you're listening to this come out and if you're going to be a paleo effects uh come out and hang out and support lucy and she's got a lot of really good things to say so um you know, I, it's great. I'm, I'm just going to go hang out with, you know, you guys and, and Sarah and Jason and, and Rob and Kiefer. And I think Kiefer's going. I'm not sure. But uh, Charles Mayfield, you know, yep. it's a good time. I get to see, you know, a lot of people that I, I really wish I had the ability to spend more time with. Right. So that's that's really the big 
benefit of something like Paleo FX is getting to see, you know, a lot of people right. that uh, I will learn from, like guys like Chris Kresser and yeah. people like that to have access to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, uh, you know, for any any of our listeners who don't know Jim and his work, I highly recommend, you know, going to his website and checking out what he's doing. But Jim is, uh, you know, sort of an all around. It's not just if you if you go to see Jim, he's not just going to tell you how to work out. He's not just going to tell you, um, you know, how to how to eat. It's going to be like how to breathe and how to manage stress. I know a funny story that uh, I think we we might have told it last last time you were on, but. Uh, I guess it was on your way to Paleo FX last year, and you like started to do your Brainwave app, which I talk yes. about on the show a lot. And like your your gait changed while you were doing your meditation, and yes. like you you like come back to to reality. And I, and I missed my sleep, missed my flight. Yeah, I missed <laughs> missed your flight. <laughs> so yeah. it was like added stress upon what like you just like m- managed all your stress, and now you've got all this other stress. <laughs> so I broke I broke even. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just gonna w- w- I'm gonna ask you this question, and then we're just gonna kind of kind of see where it leads us. So. Okay, you work with people every day. You're, you know, sort yeah. of in the trenches, so to speak. So, like, what is the one thing that you find yourself repeating to clients more than anything else? Like, the one thing that you sort of keep coming back to, and, and it just surprises you, like, ah, I can't believe more people don't know this. Well, it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of between the difference between performance and health and then chilling out. Um, most people, we get people that are coming to us all the time. We, you know, so here, here's the deal. We've got... Uh, we can talk a lot about free play later with kids, but here's here's what's going on. So the level of preparedness of people, the, the work capacity of the general population is going down at an extreme level due to technology, due to phones, due to people sitting all day, due to nutrition. Um, people's ability to handle stress, people's ability to work, to do manual labor is almost zero. But the intensity of the programming is going through the ceiling. Golly, you know, that your is CrossFits, so your, um, you know, all these different programs. There's all sorts of, you know, fancy programs with really advanced exercises. Most people cannot do the basic fundamentals. Most people move terribly. So, so what you're saying um, is so basically like I, the average person like couldn't do you know 20 dips or run 200 meters at a full sprint to save no, their life. But, no, but even the, if they trained for a couple of years, most yeah, people wouldn't be able to do that. But then you then you average out like all the the programming out there, and it's like right. it's like for for superhumans. Yeah, that right. is crazy. It, yeah, that's the thing, and and people don't have this base, and then they don't understand the time that it takes to build a base. So you've got people that are, you know, they've got kids, they've got jobs, they've, you know, they're they're working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, they're not sleeping, and then they want to dedicate themselves to this elite level kind of program. And they don't realize the hours of preparedness you have to do to prepare yourself for training at a high level. Okay, and so they try and train at a high level, and then they end up, you know, burning out or gassing out or using really, really high threshold strategies that are really hard on you orthopedically to, to perform these things because the body will figure out how to, to get stuff done. It's just always not necessarily the most efficient way. Right. So they end up, we, most of our business, and I mean, I should be grateful for this. I mean, we had three ladies come in this week that have getting an absolute dog piss pounded out of them, uh, you know, in the name of health, when the formula for health is lift weights twice a week, walk and eat real food. Get your sleep, reduce your stress. So the bottom of the pyramid should be walking, meditation, real food, and sleep. Good movements on top of that. 
and then exercise is, a, is, is at the top. And it doesn't matter whether you want to be an elite-level athlete or just be healthy. That's the formula for all of that. And obviously, the elite-level athletes are going to have you know, a different exercise component. But here's the cool thing. So I was at the Elite FTS uh, seminar cool. with Buddy Morris and Chip, Chip, uh, uh, Chip Kelly, I think his name is. He was, was it Chip Kelly? I can't remember. Chip, he's a, he's a uh, strength coach for the Bengals. Buddy Morris is a strength coach for the Cardinals. Joe Cannon is a good friend of mine. Uh, strength coach for the Carolina Panthers. Mike Robertson was speaking there, uh, who's all good, also a good friend. You know, what was the common theme amongst all these guys? Hey, the greatest football players are not that good in the weight room. So they were good enough athletically to get there. And Joe DeFranco, you know, he was oh, speaking yeah. as well. He said he's we've speak, spoken about this a number of times. These guys that are elite level NFL athletes usually suck in the weight room. <laughs> and all they need is some basic fundamental stuff. They don't need anything that fancy to get better. Right. right. So really be the best beginner coach possible with, you know, my good friend Jim Windler told me years ago is it applies to everyone. Really. There are very few people that have that base of training that have everything in line that need anything beyond fundamentals. Um, the, fortunately that doesn't sell very well. So people, you, you know, the hard thing is giving people enough flashiness, uh, thing, picking things that are a little bit safer to do to keep people engaged, uh, without getting them bored, but still getting them results. But people want to do these, these fancy, you know, uh, protocols for the genetically gifted or the people that are using performance enhancing drugs. That's another pet peeve of mine is that, well, look at what, you know, people bring a program to me. Oh, this guy's doing this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, he's also trained for 20 years and he's also (laughs) on this, this, and this. So, you know, people don't take that into account either. Some people are just freaks and are going to be able to handle anything. So that's probably one of the most frustrating things for me. And, and then chilling out is the other thing. You know, people are with our, our modern lifestyles, phones and tablets, and, you know, they're going all the time. You know, when's the last time you went for a walk for relaxation? Uh, never. Yeah. When's the last time you took a bath and relaxed? Never. So you've got people that are just absolutely stressed out. Their diet, they aren't sleeping. They're maybe getting four to six hours a night of sleep. And then they think throwing hardcore exercise on top of that is going to fix their problems. And it's just going to make things worse. Right. It's, it's like kind of like the biggest loser thing. You know, you've got these people that are, you know, got psychological issues. They're metabolically damaged. They're, uh, they have issues with food. They eat, they eat garbage. And then instead of like teaching them how to relax, how to meditate, how to, you know, get to the root cause of, of their obesity, um, they beat the hell out of them. And, and yeah, they, some of them lose some weight. And, but then again, you know, a year or two later, they're right back to where they were because they can't exercise at that intensity for the rest of their life. Right. Yeah. You, know, it's they, not you sustainable. can't, you can't yeah. rely on exercise, um, to keep the body fat off because most people don't move well enough and most people just can't handle, can most people can't train like Herschel Walker and Jerry Rice for the rest of their life. Right. So that, that's, that's, uh, something I see all the time is getting people, people come into me you know, just normal everyday people and they're toned up like they're a professional weightlifter, you know, super tight, you know, neck flexors. They're, they're, (laughs) they're so amped. They're, they're, you know, they've got anxiety of course, and they can't sleep and all these things. They don't know how to chill. So teaching people how to relax and how to chill out is a big part of what, what we do. Right. Well, and going back to the disparity between every, you know, people's sort of average level of preparedness and the programming, do you think that's because like, I don't know. It's like I, that's that's such a, a great concept, and one that I'm just sort of thinking through. I mean, it's almost like you think that sells the intense programming sells because people are so like, I guess our our, our movements and our our health and our performance is deteriorating so much that they feel like 
they need to like overcompensate. Yeah, correct. Get need, back. And it comes to a minimum effective dose. Like, you know, if one aspirin works, well, I'll take 10. It'll work better. It just comes back to that American, you know, that kind of Western mentality of more is better. And the harder I work, the faster the results I get. And a lot of times with people that are insulin resistant, metabolically damaged and stressed out, the less work you do, the more quality work you do, the more relaxation you do, the faster the results you get. Right. You know, the better you control your insulin and the better you get your hormones under control. That's another big pet peeve of mine is the uh, people's abil- inability to tinker, as Rob Wolf says, with their own nutrition, their inability to experiment. Everybody wants, like, tell me what to eat. Tell me, you know, what's my template? Well, you know what? Like, when people first start, you know, I, I might advocate a lower carb diet to get their insulin resistance under control. Right. And then once their insulin resistance is under control, I will talk to them about eating more carbs if they're training really hard. Your diet is going to change with your lifestyle. You know, Fred Hatfield was on Rob Wolf's show here recently, and he talked about eat with your activity level on days that you don't yeah. do much, don't eat a lot. On days that you train hard, eat more. You know, so a lot of common sense. People aren't willing to tinker and experiment on themselves. Um, and that, that's kind of frustrating too, is because everybody's a little bit different. Some people are going to handle some foods, some people are not. Right. Um, you know, we all know that Americans are getting the majority of their calories from refined carbohydrates. So that obviously has to, you know, that's one universal truth, whether you're a vegan, whether you're, you know, anybody that's having any kind of positive effects on health is advocating cutting out refined starches. Right. So that's pretty much the the bottom line along along the loan is get rid of that, you know, have to fix that insulin resistance first. And then from there it's going to change according to the person's goals and what they've got going on if they've got autoimmune diseases and all that. That's where that you know education comes in people like Chris Cresser, you know, people like Kiefer and Dr. Rocky what they're doing over there um, you know and, and Rob and and, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Terry Walls and, and uh, you know, all these people that are doing some amazing work in the autoimmune stuff. That's where these different protocols, but those, those tools change all the time. How much stress you're under, you know, what's going on in your life. You know, a lot of these things were changed traditionally seasonally. You know, like right. if you lived in Nebraska 200 years ago, a lot of starch wouldn't be available even if you wanted it. Right. You know, so you would go through periods of time where you're eating a higher fat, high protein higher protein diet. You know, you're, you're get surviving on what you have available, fat. Uh, in the tropics, you know, you've got more carbs and, and things available. So a lot of that was dictated by culture. And that, that plays a role too. Like you got to look at who your ancestors were, yeah. you know, and, and what foods were available to them. So it's, uh, it's you know, people, people, it's frustrating. People aren't willing to tinker much on their own, but they're willing to take, you know, you know, green bean coffee burner by Dr. Oz and pay $60 a month for a bottle and take that instead of experimenting with their sleep and experimenting with their nutrition and, and trying some different things uh, to try and to get them in a, in a better place. I mean, I've done so much experimentation on myself with blood work and, you know, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Life, lifeextension.com has, you can do all your own blood work for next to nothing. And I can actually see what my changes in my nutrition, my changes in my lifestyle are doing to me. And I do that constantly to figure out what works best for me. You know, what foods do I need to be eating? What, you know, what makes me feel good? What makes me sleep better? I track all that stuff. Um, you know, and, and the bottom line is if I'm doing my meditation every day and I'm doing some sort of stress reduction and I'm walking, I feel better. And if I don't, I, I don't. Right. You know, that's basically what it comes down to for yeah. me. I went uh, I went spoke to a, a college class uh, last night actually about <clears throat> about all this stuff. And it's, it's funny, like I was talking to him about, you know, you know, you know who your ancestors are. You need to know that, like, you know, we certainly weren't. 
exposed to eight different types of apples year round. You know, like is an apple like necessarily go in the bad for you list? No, right. but it, it may not be one of those things that that your ancestors were able to get all the time. And, and uh, yeah, we talked about you know eating based on your activity level. Like when if I if I do a heavy lift. You know, I may eat some sweet potatoes or rice that day. Uh, right. If I don't do that, like I have an injury, which I'm going to tell you about in a second. Uh, I'm not eating all that stuff. Um, well, let's go ahead and tell you about that. I know I, I talk. I'm, this is time travel talk here because we haven't recorded the intro of the show yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk to my co-host about it. So, uh, so just real quick, um, I was one rep maxing on bench. Okay, so I was, okay. I was doing like mm-hmm. a, kind of like a five three one program. And I'm sure. about to switch and do like this Dose Remedios program like I was going to start like this week. And so I'm doing my one rep max on bench and uh, and I was using an Olympic bar that was mm-hmm. you know, real, real spinny. And yeah. uh, I was like, I got it. And, and, I, and flexy. Yeah. Yeah. And I got I got I had one spotter that is not used to being a spotter, which is it's stupid as much as many times as I've done a one rep max. Like this is just stupid on my part. And I get to the top. I'm about to lock it out. And my wrists like rolled forward, you know, Ooh, and nice. I dropped like forward or back. Uh, they, they, they rolled like forward. So like, and I was, and I, my thumbs so were wrapped. It rolled away from you. No, it, uh, it rolled, it rolled like, back towards your face. No, it rolled like, no, luckily not toward back towards my face. Like they rolled like forward, I guess. So like, that's weird. I, I know. I ne- it's never so it happened. Sli- to me. It slipped out of the. Did you did you have your thumb around yes, the bar? Or were you in a, were yes. You in a suicide group? No, I had my thumb around the bar, and it rolled through your thumb. Yeah, it, it was. Oh, the, dude, it was the weird. craziest thing. Well, it, it just you know free fell three hundred five pounds. You know free fell and yeah. just crushed my rib cage. Oh, dude. <laughs> so I had to go like yeah. I thought like for sure like my lungs were filling up with blood. Like it was like it was the worst thing ever. Um. So anyway, so I, I'm sure. You know, that's something that, uh, you know, stupid, stupid usually, thing. Usually you lose control of it and it rolls back yeah. towards you and it comes back and bends your hand backwards yeah. and then you lose it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Usually, it, but yeah. that's, uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen a guy dump 850 on himself once. Yeah. That was pretty, uh, well, that was pretty wild. There was a guy that died a few years ago, right? Uh-huh. Like landed on his, his head, neck. Head chopped off. Yeah. It's like, geez. So anyway, yeah. um, I figured you would appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've had some... Uh, Done some silly things in the weight room in your all of your yes, years. Yes, I've done some silly things in the weight room, and, <laughs> and uh, we've had some. You know, I have one guy have a couple of his teeth knocked out. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, so it's 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 good times. We yeah. almost had a almost had a bar get launched through a wall because a band broke. That's, oh, oh my god! Yeah, we've had some good some good stuff happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the price you got to pay uh, for what I guess. So, you know, so for a t-shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um. Yeah, so let's talk about meditation real quick. So when you talk to people sure. about meditation, I know I was talking to the, these this group last night about it, and I'm like, you know, this isn't like a, you know, I'm here to to you know try to throw some sort of religion on you or something, which is kind of what people they sort of gloss right. over the 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 Western Christian um, view of meditation is it's some sort of you know cult or some right. sort of replacement for God. So yeah. even though Jesus went up and did quiet time all the time, yeah, he went and and, and basically meditated constantly, went to the mountains and stuff, but people look at it as some sort of replacement for God, which right. is, which is it's not. Crazy. But, yeah. You know. So, but there are actual like physiological changes that happen to your sure. brain, to your neurons, to your, the chemicals in your brain, to your blood pressure. So mm-hmm. let's talk kind of what, how do you sort of, uh, what is your pitch, I guess, to try to get people that are just anti-meditation and trying to get them to meditate? Well, I try and talk about first, let's, let's see, let's find something you enjoy doing that's fun um, that relaxes you. So, I mean, fishing for me before I found meditation was like meditating, right. you know, going out, wading in a Creek, you know, spending quiet time, no phone, 
no crap. That was meditation for me before. Um, you know, for, for some people, if it's not done excessively, jogging can be a meditation, right. you know, as, as long as they're not taking it to extremes and running like 30 miles, but going for a walk can be a meditation. So I start off with people, okay, let's find an activity that you can do that allows you to relax. You know, for some people that could be playing chess or checkers or whatever. So, and then from there we talk about, okay, look, you know, you need to, I, I'll tell people just put on Enya and just lay on the, on, on your back and just relax, just relax and just try to just chill out and start from there and and you know some people need you know I'll use holosync sometimes I, I'm not a big fan of all the sales pitches they send you afterwards but I mean it is a business but that's worked for me in the past the holosync stuff I use that yeah. a couple times a week and then I use um uh brainwave uh that kind of just helps it's kind of meditation for dummies it just kind of gives you some just allows you to quiet your mind through the through the the beats that they have going um, but it basically just take time to chill and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, I'll tell people to just sit in a chair and just focus on your hand, you know, focus on your fingers, make your fingers tingle and just by focusing on your hand and if thoughts come into your, your mind, just focus on your hand. It's, it's just kind of, it gives you a reset for the brain and it can be any kind of a, any kind of an activity that isn't like super hardcore that it's relaxing for you. Right. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be sitting and humming or doing the traditional type of meditation. It can be walking. It can be all sorts of different things. Anything that just kind of allows your mind to just decompress. Yeah. Um, what what my, do you do specifically? Like when you're, uh, you probably have uh, different things that you do. Like say you use the Brainwave app. Are you mm-hmm. are you visualizing something? Are you are you seeing yourself somewhere? Are you trying to focus on like? you know, like a flame or something like what? No, I, I try and just observe. I try and just watch. I try, I try not, I kind of think about watching a movie. I kind of think about just watching the thoughts that are coming into my head and then just kind of like just watching them like a movie and then they go away. And I, I kind of just go into this weird state of just calm, you know? And, um, I, I just try and observe and I try and live my life like that too. And I, I'm definitely not perfect at it, but I try and live my life like I'm watching a movie Uh, just to be kind of aware of what's going on so that I can choose the appropriate reaction because it's, it's, if you get drawn into life and you're like, you're in the fight, you're more than likely to like react in a way that might be inappropriate. Whereas if you think of it as being an observer, you're observing life, like in a movie, I'm able to say, well, that, that, that's not good. Uh, this requires, uh, like a, like a strong response um, I try to make it so that I'm able to, you know, like if somebody cuts me off in traffic, it's like, you know, that was really, but you know, there's no point in me getting all bent out of shape and having a, you know, max effort response that's going to, you know, upset me and then affect the rest of my day. Uh, you know, nobody died. There's, there's, there's no appropriate response, but you know, somebody just pulled a knife on me. Well, crap, you know, I, you know, I need to take evasive action. This is a max effort response is appropriate in this situation. So I think people allow themselves to be emotionally involved so much that they aren't able to make rational decisions as to what the appropriate response needs to be. And most people are running around so caught up in their head that they can't observe anything and they're just drawn into these emotional responses and they're just constantly, you know, doing max effort responses for trivial things. Yeah, well, like the great irony of, of the stress response is that we have this unbelievable stress response, the fight or flight, that is designed to, like, save us and, and keep us alive. But if it's and on... It also all, kills us yeah, if but we if, constantly yeah. have it on. And if it's on all the time, <laughs> it'll kill you. Like, it's just right. it's a, such an ironic deal. I can't, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, an analogy 
for that. Like, I don't think I can't find uh, anything else that's like that. <laughs> like, I have just, one that's politically incorrect, but I'd get crucified for saying. Oh, it. well, you have to tell me. You have to tell me off air, maybe. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> or I mean, this is a this is a pretty politically incorrect show. Why don't you say it, and then if it's too incorrect, I can. Uh, I can well, for it. some men, it could be women. Women, you know, women are are good at um, you know improving quality of life, but also take, can take years off your life. <laughs> they can too. kill you. And the opposite could be true as well. You could you know women, uh, women could say the same thing about men. So. Yeah. It's uh, or any relationship in general, you know, it's relationships can enhance the quality of your life and they can also take life. So it's just anything I think has the your job can be incredibly positive to your life and it can also be uh, incredibly negative. It's how you manage anything, really. It's how you manage it. Right. Uh, I mean, stress, you need stress to survive. It's just do you are you, you know, do you let stress rule you or do you rule the stress? Right. And that's where people, because without stress, we die. Like we have to, we're adapt, we need to adapt. And, you know, Paul Check talks about working in so you can work out. The problem is, is most people are going all the time. They're not doing enough work to work in and working in would be meditation, walking, light exercise to increase work capacity, um, you know, going out with your friends, taking a bath, massage. These are all things that are putting resources back in the tank so you can handle that stress response. But most people are getting the stress response all the time. They're not taking the time to relax because our lives are so go, 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 go nonstop all the time. Yeah. So what, what so. is your, uh, I want to get to free play, uh, but what is your yes. like, do you do, you know, uh, 10 minutes a day or, and then take a walk? Like kind of, what is your protocol for? Very, I try and get at least a half an hour a day. And on the days like, like uh, today's a pretty easy day for me. Um, I work on Monday and Monday and Wednesdays. I don't work till three 30. Uh, I do wrestling through, I've started wrestling again, which has been really good cool. for me. Yeah. Um, I wrestle Monday, Wednesday, Fridays for an hour. And you can um, find people that will actually like choose to voluntarily wrestle with you. Well, it's, it's not like it's not full go. It's more <laughs> drilling. Uh, most people don't understand that, but I have a guy that I train who's a very high level MMA fighter and, uh, he, He's uh, he's exceptional. I've been working with him for four years. His work capacity is stupid. Uh, his technique is unbelievable. And so, um, you know, if it's a one minute round, I mean, I can overpower him. Yeah. But if it's anything beyond one minute, his technique is so good and stuff. He just waits till I get tired. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so he's really and because I wrestled heavyweight, you know, um, you know, I was, you know, I'm five foot around five, nine, five, ten, five, nine and a half. Um, and I was, you know, where I wrestled in high school, I was like two two twenty. So I wrestled, you know, two twenty plus. So I was wrestling really big dudes with very like not very much athleticism, and I was so much faster, and I could just, I could just, you know, basically out athletic everyone and overpower everyone. Uh, it didn't require a ton of athleticism. So now I'm wrestling with a guy who's like, you know, one ninety eight. Super strong, super fast. He's very athletic. He can move. He has long arms. You know, I don't. So it forces me to to, to move in ways that I'm not used to, which is good. It's it's great for learning and 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 getting my brain working in ways that you know I'm learning new things and new new things. And I've turned forty this year, so I'm like, you know, I don't need to get any bigger. You know, I, I at this point, getting stronger and powerlifting is counterproductive for my goals. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I would say this, but it's just not like, what's the point, you know, yeah. putting a hundred pounds on my squat or my you know, 50 pounds on my deadlift is not going to do anything for the quality of my life in 20 years 
Uh, if anything, it's going to take away from that. Yeah, so, which is what well, I was thinking. I yeah, when I was in that, the ER after I crushed myself, that's that that was the thought that was going through yeah, my head. Like, yeah, why so did I do what that? What can I do <laughs> to to make my life all around better? Uh, I can wrestle, you know, because I can drill. We drill and we wrestle it like we work on technique, you know, over and over again. And we might do some, you know, live wrestling for for a minute or two every practice, but we do an hour of just practicing tosses, practicing shooting, you know, practicing arm drags. You know, all this stuff is making me move in ways at a nice pace. It's really good for me. Um, and it's something I'll be able to do for the rest of my life. Uh, whereas, you know, trying to set PRs and, 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 and lift at the, you know, leap plus level, which I was at for quite some time. Um, it, you know, most of the guys that I competed against have got, you know, steel rods in their back and they've had multiple shoulder surgeries and stuff. I mean, that's the price you pay for the sport you play. If you want to you want to push the boundaries in performance, you're going to blow shit up. I mean, that's just the way it is. And the question is, are you getting paid to do that? No, you're not getting paid to compete in powerlifting at a high level. At least if you are, it's not that much. And for me, it's it's just not worth it. I, You know, 10 years ago, if, if I had if you'd asked me that, I'd, I'd have said, well, I'm willing to take anything or do anything to put 100 pounds on my total. Well, when you almost bleed to death of, of ulcerative colitis and you have some health issues and, and you know, perspective. Uh, <laughs> things start, you know, things start, your perspective starts to change yeah. a little bit and your goals and what's important in your life and just being alive kind of becomes important. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that that sort of, sort of has had a big effect on the way I look at things and the way I look at, at performance and the way I look at health. Well, let's. Uh, we just have a couple more minutes here, but let's uh, let's talk about free play. You mentioned yes. that, and I've got three little kids, and yeah. I've got you know a, a trapeze in their playroom mm-hmm. instead of a awesome. game system, and they've you know they've. Whenever I'm working out in the garage, they're always out trying to lift the kettlebells, and I'm, I'm sort of secretly like mad scientist, like making them like right. go through all these movements, and they and they think it's fun, you know. So right, so like, yeah. What are, like, yeah so, talk about so that. and mammals, if you watch, you know, uh, wolves or cats or bears they play that's how they learn how to hunt that's how they learn how to fight so they play and that's what gives them the work capacity it gives them the movement capacity it gives them the aerobic capacity so when they have the real thing they're prepared for it so kids don't play anymore they don't do free play and then one of the consequences of that is they don't develop an aerobic base they don't develop their heart they don't develop movement and then they don't develop their their brain as much because cross-connecting and moving in different ways helps develop the brain it helps learning helps all these things so we, you know, we are seeing kids that are coming into us with, you know, Mark McLaughlin talked about this and I was at uh, a seminar Mike Robertson put on, you know, he's got kids coming in with over a hundred resting heart rate Jeez. because these kids have never played. They've never developed their heart aerobically and they're being thrown into these high intensity training programs that elite athletes are doing, which most elite athletes probably shouldn't be doing, um, and their body is 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 handling it in the best way it can, and, and so they're walking around toned up, jacked up, like they're running from a bear constantly. So you imagine what that does to digestion, to you know anxiety, to all these things. So they're always on. Um, and then you know we're seeing kids that are coming in here that are using strategies that an elite level weightlifter would use just to walk around. Right. Um, so these these kids are using whatever modality they can to get the job done, but it, orthopedically it's not a good long-term strategy, you know? So, you know, that's why these kids are blowing elbows off and blowing knees out. And, and the only reason we're successful in sports is because we have this massive general population to choose from and the genetically elite make it and the rest blow up. Um, so it's really frustrating to see these kids being thrown into one sport. I mean, I got kids that are coming in here that are eight years old, nine years old that are playing 15 softball games in a weekend. Jeez. You know, and I try to explain to the parents, you get 10,000 throws on your arm before something goes wrong. 
do you really want to use those up when they're eight and nine and ten? Yeah. Like let's wait till they it actually counts like in college. Like you wanna like you wanna be, you know, at your best when it counts, not, you know, because I have the best eighth grader in the country. That and that's that's not gonna mean anything. We wanna make sure we're playing multiple sports. We wanna make sure these kids are having fun, you know, and that's the problem. That the the youth sports is so structured and so focused on winning that the, the kids don't get development out of that. They don't learn. And that, like baseball, you know, you're playing baseball. The kids should be playing all positions, regardless of whether they do it well or not. They right. should be throwing with both arms. They should be playing. They should be pitching. They should be catching. They should be playing third. You know, basketball players, regardless of height, should be playing all positions. So they're learning fundamental skills. Because what happens is you get some kid that ends up being six foot three in the eighth or ninth grade. He plays center. His whole career never learns how to dribble with both hands, never learns how to shoot properly, only plays center. Well, guess what? He ends up only being six foot three and he can't play in high school or he can't go to the next level. But God, by golly, he was the best ninth grader, ninth grade center in the country. Yeah. But he didn't develop the skills he needed. He could have been a great small power forward or he could have played at a smaller school. You know, so we're screwing a lot of kids up based on winning now at a young age up, you know, but. 16 and under, it should be all about participation. It should be all about having fun. Once you get to 16, then you start, you know, it's, it becomes more about winning and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But we're just, we're wrecking a whole generation of kids and it's really frustrating. It's, we do the best we can to manage it because we're, we're not going to be able to change the system, obviously, but we try to do some free play in here. We try to get these kids moving, you know, hinging and learning how to crawl and, and, and making sure we're strengthening their upper back and making them throw things and learning how to sprint properly and, and teaching them how to move their bodies and, and kind of making the weight room their second sport so that they, they don't just, you know, I've talked a lot of kids into taking martial arts in the off season instead of, you know, doing their basketball or volleyball or whatever it is all year round. Uh, if you talk to a few football kids into doing wrestling on the off season, they come back to football and they always do better because they've actually learned how to move other people. Right. Um, learned about leverage know, so and it's, balance. Uh, and then they avoid the head, you know, the constant, you know, it gives them something else to do that's contact but doesn't involve head trauma. Right. You know, so. Do you think that's um, the reason why there's like so many more Tommy John surgeries now than there were like 10, 15 years ago? I mean, it's like, it seems like now there's like every year there's like three or four like big name pitchers who are well it's happening i get kids that are 15 i had a kid coming here at 13 with tommy john oh my god and he's throwing curveballs at at Nine. 12 years old yeah. and uh. and he's you know throwing a, a 80 to 100 pitches in a, in, a, in a weekend you know more uh, because he's the best pitcher on their team and the coach is more concerned about winning so he just throws him god that's crazy whereas every kid should be throwing because every kid needs to learn how to throw because right. we don't know just because your kid in the eighth grade can't throw really well, guess what? If your kid's six foot three um, at 18 or 19 and has all the proper mechanics of a great pitcher, he might be able to be a great pitcher. We don't know what he's going to be like when he's 18 years old. And his arm's not wasted. <laughs> we want to develop the best athlete possible. and We're developing specialists way too early. Yeah. I mean, we're throwing kids into the seals before they even have basic training. Right. You know, like it's just like throwing a kid into like advanced level physics and he's never taken the basic. I tell parents all the time, like, would you throw your kid into math only for his whole education? Yeah, oh, that's a good point, yeah. You know, like, let's just take math from kindergarten all the way through. All we're going to do is math all the way through. How well do you think that kid's going to make it in life? (laughs) Not very well. They're going to be great at the grocery store, like, trying to budget. You need a well-rounded education at first. And and physical literacy, in my opinion, is just as important as intellectual literacy. They're tied hand in hand. 
So, and, and, you know, it's no wonder kids can't sit all day because they're not designed to, they're designed to play, they're designed to explore. But let's drug them. I I used to teach elementary school and I used to get in trouble all the time because we would learn for about 15, 20 minutes and then we'd either go out in the hallway or we'd do like jumping jacks, calisthenics, we'd play games for about 15, 20 minutes and we'd go back and learn because I learned that the only, in a third grade, their attention span is about 15 minutes. Right. And I actually would get more work done. I had less discipline problems. And I even started, they started giving me the kids that were problems. And I would wear them out and then we'd learn. And I teach these kids how to think for themselves, uh, how to ask questions, how to challenge, uh, you know, how to have an opinion. Uh, That, oh God, that pisses me off at (laughs) how kids today, they don't, they won't even guess. They have no, I'll be like, what do you think we should do today? Well, I don't know, whatever you tell me. No, like what, what do you think we should do? Like, what do you think is going to help you get better? At least have an opinion. Yeah. You know, so I try and teach independent thought. It's one of my biggest pet peeves is we've got a bunch of a bunch of kids that that can't think. You know, like ability to thought, the ability to challenge authority within reason, um, the ability to disagree with someone but still have a rational conversation is a dying lost art in our society. Yeah. And it's really really unfortunate well and it's also like the sort of the foundation of any great change that's ever happened in the history of the world you know like right question you have to be able yeah. to have discourse yeah. you have to be able to talk and disagree um be able to disagree in a you know and have and that's part of the thing that makes this country great is your ability to disagree with someone unfortunately there's some of the most tolerant people are the most intolerant right. and it happens a lot in the fitness industry you know you'll disagree with somebody over something minute like a might like a like you know, something very minute, you know, some little thing that really in the big context doesn't matter. But all of a sudden they'll start attacking you personally because you disagree with them on that, even though you might agree on 90 percent of everything else. Right. You know, if someone if someone disagrees with you, you learn from them and you talk and you see if you know what you can do. And, and you know, maybe they're right. You don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I base everything I do on my experience and I give my opinion. I just when I talk, I want to make people think for themselves. Like, is this guy full of? Does he make some valid points? You know, uh, that's that's what you should be doing when you're you're learning from anyone. You should say, "Hey, that makes sense. It fits into my worldview, or it doesn't, or that challenges my worldview." Maybe I should maybe think about what he has to say. Okay, that I don't really think that works for me. Uh, that doesn't line up with what I've experienced, and it doesn't line up with science. You know, you can pull studies out that say all sorts of different stuff, but I always look at what science says. And I compare it to what I've observed in everyday activities. And uh, that's where I kind of get my opinions from. And I make it very clear that's my opinion. Um, And and that's that's unfortunate. We've lost that ability to think for ourselves and to experiment for ourselves. And and that's that's really unfortunate. I think that's one of the problems with modern society. Everybody wants things to be instant. Everybody wants things to be easy. Yeah. You know. Awesome. Well, Jim, this was really awesome. I really appreciate your time. And uh, just so I'm going to see you at Paleo Effects next month. Mm-hmm. And then in September, and I'll have a link to this in the show notes, the Jasa Fit Retreat in Chico, California. Yes. Uh, you are going to be there. I will be there. Your uh, uh, gym, co-gym owner, I guess Lucy will be there. And lots yeah, Lucy's of- actually, uh, I'm, I'm the, the You're the owner now. Lucy's okay. a... Lucy's a very valuable employee. Okay, there you go. Um, and uh, so she'll be there and lots of other people. So go to that link and check it out. It's like September like 18th through the 20th or something. It's like a it's like a Wednesday through a Sunday, but I'll have the link in the show notes, but we'll both be at that deal. So looking forward to seeing yes. you uh, uh, coming up on those two occasions, and hopefully we'll talk soon. And uh, Yeah, really if I pre- could just add a couple things that I have going on. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I'm actually going to be starting um, doing podcasts on Kiefer's uh, oh, station, awesome. Body IO FM, uh, very soon. I've already done one with Sarah and Jason, but I'm going to be doing regular podcasts on Kiefer Station. Awesome. We also have an apparel. We have a T-shirt uh, that's available. Uh, you can go to Jim, gymlaird.com. It basically, it's Jim Laird on the front, Jim Laird Strength and Conditioning with rest more on the back, you know, to awesome. try and get the word out that rest, taking care of yourself, self-care needs to be the foundation of your training, whether you're in it for health or performance. I'm going so to buy one. If you could one. go there and buy one of those shirts and kind of help spread the word about, you know, self-care and, you know, killing yourself isn't the answer. Um, also, um, be on the lookout for a really huge seminar with uh, with some myself and some other really Really awesome folks uh, in the Atlanta area. I don't know if I'm allowed to, to make this public yet or not, but <laughs> it's, you know, Rob Wolf is one of the people that's going to be involved, and Charles Mayfield, John okay. Wellborn, awesome. um, Dave Werner. Uh, it's going to be pretty pretty awesome. Matt Lalonde, be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's going to be coming in October, I believe, okay. in the Atlanta area. So that's going to be huge. Um, and that's about it, man. Cool. Just. Uh, have, you know, I'm looking forward to doing a little more stuff online. I try the gym is always going to be my number one priority, but I'm going to try and do some more podcasts and write some blog posts here yeah, and there as awesome. much as I can. Awesome. Uh, so. Well, you are a wealth of great information and uh, hang out for just a second after I uh, close this out. But uh, of course, really appreciate it. And, uh, and we'll talk soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Jim Laird. And you can find his stuff. It'll all be in the show notes. Uh, he's, like as we talked about, uh, he's going to be at uh, Paleo FX and at the Josephit Retreat as well. So uh, it's G-Y-M-L-A-I-R-D, Jim Laird. See what he did there. JimLaird.com. And, and I'll also have a link to Kiefer's podcast, which he mentioned. So, all right. Um... We were going to have this prank call uh, <laughs> a last show, but it was with the sexualized media messages in our children, and we didn't feel like that was a good match. And this isn't like this isn't something that you'll have to like, you know, censor. But it just didn't. You'll see. You'll understand when you hear it, right? Okay. So we started coming up with trying to think of like things outside the box we could do for humans being human, and we started coming up with like, hey, what if we did some prank calls? And I can't even tell you how the, like the inspiration on this struck, uh, but <laughs> what uh, did your brother Mark, say? You basically set this up, yeah. uh, Mark's brother Jeff. We've had him on the show several times. Uh, he is a famous artist. What kind of artist? What, what did you call? He's him? a designer, a graphic designer. Yeah, okay, graphic designer. He does. He's done a lot of very, very famous things. Uh, I, I saw him once when I was. I, I read all the stuff in Atlantic Monthly, and I, saw, I was like, "Holy crap! Is this Jeff?" So I called him and he's like, "Yeah, that's me. I don't know. It's no big deal. He's in Atlantic Monthly. He did a like a, a McDonald's ad. Like he does a ton. He's a very famous artist in yes. his field. And also, Jeff is probably, and I don't think I'm exaggerating here, probably the nicest person I've ever met in <laughs> yes, my life. Probably. And so it's kind of taking advantage of that a little bit. No, but, we fully were. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think if someone would have called me with the same premise, I literally ten seconds into it would have been like." If you and yeah. like slam the phone down, but, he but was Jeff is like, not that kind of person. Yeah. He's a good person. I'm a bad person, but Jeff is good. Yeah, uh, is that all the setup this requires? I, I think so. Yeah. So okay. obviously, well, yeah. and also we, uh, you know, this blindsides. I mean, oh, he answers his phone, and it's completely out of the blue. So yeah. I guess let's just get to the call. And as we uh, as we sort of transition into it, the percentage battery percentage on my computer right now is fifty two percent. So, God, I hate you. Uh, Jeff Rogers, please. 
Yes, this is he. Uh, Jeff, uh, this is uh, Nick Pepitone with the American Manufacturing Fabrication Corporation. Uh, I was wondering uh, if, if you have a moment to talk with me. I actually got you, uh, your contact information from from. Uh, he's a mutual oh, friend of. Yeah, he's a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. I'm. Uh, do you have a moment to talk with me? Just just a moment of your time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, the CEO of a, of a. a a manufacturing corporation. Basically, what we do, I'll give you the small picture. Inside all like manufacturing, like uh, machinery, there's gears, there's uh, cogs, stuff like that. Well, we manufacture those items for 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 industrial use. Uh, we are looking for some original artwork for a media campaign. You came very highly recommended for, from from Mike and I. And I looked over your website, and I, I'm just impressed with with all of your stuff. And I was wondering oh, if if, uh, if that's something that we could do together. Yeah, um, I I think at this moment, um, and not really knowing exactly, you know, all the ins and outs of what you're needing, um, I will say things are like pretty, really busy for the next like two weeks. I don't know if there's like what the timing is for what you're needing. Um, well, I'll, I'll, but, I'll kind of explain, Mr. Rogers, exactly what we're looking for, just so you can understand kind of the bigger picture. Well, our engineers have come up with a manufacturing process called liquid metal technology. I'm not going to bore you with the tech, with the, the technical aspect of it, but basically we're going to be able to produce what we produce at half the cost and the pieces uh, that we produce, the metal pieces are going to be able to last 30% longer. So basically this is, you know, this is a gigantic, this is like inventing the wheel. This is Prometheus and fire is what we're talking about here. Uh, awesome. And and we are we are just we're about to you know we're about to be Nike to Reebok you know what I'm saying we're about to blow this thing out of the water and what we're looking for is a, an aggressive uh, we're gonna an aggressive ad buy in trade publications and things of that nature that I want people our potential customers to see this and I want them to you know to be as blown out of the water as I was when our people you know, when we first started developing this technology, uh, yeah, something great. that says, you know, almost like, like a rebirth of an industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. that, that, it's that big of a thing. Here's some things that I was thinking okay. about for you to think we'll, we'll set up a dinner meeting or something like that. And uh, you said two weeks, you know, three weeks is no big deal, but, uh, okay. uh, I'm almost imagining like a full page ad by, of like, you know, Georgia O'Keeffe's paintings, how they like invoke, like, you know, rebirth and motherhood and things like that with like the, the hidden, uh, you know, you know, the shape yeah. supposed to look like, a, you know, a woman's thing, yeah, you know, so woman's message sort of, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I want someone to, to, to open this up and to see this ad and I want them to know that's what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. I'm glad we're, we're on the same page uh, for the most part. <laughs> And obviously, we're, yeah. we're going to get down to it. Um, you said the next two weeks are busy. How about um, I'll have my secretary call you, and uh, we'll schedule something. We're in the city pretty often. Uh, okay. We'll schedule something about three weeks. You know what? In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, you'll meet my wife at this dinner, and she has uh, somewhat of a – I don't want to be too awkward here, but she has somewhat of a uh, an unusual – area down there and it's just okay. it's it's and i don't mean to be crazy or nothing like that but maybe <laughs> something like you'll you'll understand it when you see it oh you know what i'm saying and she's totally cool with it and i'm thinking 
it could be centered more along that line. Does that, uh, does that make sense to you? Uh, I don't, I don't know. You mean centered around a person's private parts? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's obviously going to be, it's not going to be like an obvious, you know, photograph or nothing like that. It's going to be kind of hidden, but not hidden. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It's like, yeah. Yeah, for anything like this, you want to make sure to communicate what, what you want to communicate in, you know, first few seconds of, you want to make someone stop and, and really pay attention to what you're trying to say. Um, you know, exactly. So. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Mr. Roger. That's why you said something very interesting. You want somebody to stop and, and you want to grab their attention, right? Yeah, like really quick. So that's like, yeah. you know. Well, I, that, I'm thinking... That, that, I'm thinking something that would grab someone's attention, and this does sound crazy, but like an actual photograph of a woman's vagina. <laughs> I'm done. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. You can imagine like 98% of the people, shoot, like 99% of the people that we do business with are men. They're sitting in, you know, uh, you know, industrial situations. Imagine if you're thumbing through a trade publication and you come across this black and white photograph of my wife's vagina, you're going to be like, whoa, hey, I got to stop and look at that, right? I mean, am I not making sense? Who, who is this? My, Nick, no, my name is Nick Pepitone. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and 100%, you know, Jeff, this could be the thing. I mean, I don't want to say you're not on the map. I've seen you in, you know, uh, I've seen your, your, your website and I've seen your stuff in, uh, you know, Atlantic Monthly and things like that. But this could be, I could, you could be Jeff Rogers, the guy who put the photograph of a woman's vagina in a magazine. <laughs> Huge. I mean, not like, not, not quite like, uh, you know, like the, you know, like a pornographer or nothing, but like a tasteful pornographer, like an artistic pornographer. I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't okay. think I want to be known for that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll well, obviously, we've got tons of different uh, ideas. We can bounce off each other. We'll set up a dinner. Uh, I'll have my secretary call you here with my schedule, and uh, and we'll meet with my wife and my brother, uh, and uh, and we'll get something going. Does that sound like a good idea? Uh, sure. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'll uh, I'll have her call you here just in just a few minutes shortly, and we'll set all that up. And uh, uh, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Rogers. Uh, my wife, uh, she'll be very, uh, very uh, excited actually, to show you a picture actually, of her vagina. I'm on, I'm on the phone now. Um, <laughs> can I show you my vagina, Jeff? Okay, at what point, this is Rick and Mark, by the way. I know, yeah. At, at what point for you did this start to fall apart and you're like, okay, this is not real. This has to be. A bit. Well, honestly, right when you started talking about machinery and cogs and whatnot, I, I really was trying to look for an excuse to get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, was an elaborate, it was an elaborate. It was an elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> Fabricated guy talking for, about George O'Keefe. And then you said something about your wife's area done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jeff, sorry to uh, to make you think that you had some sort of crazy business that was about to happen. Uh, no, Jeff, gonna we're gonna happen. we're gonna put you on the map. You're gonna be the guy who put the vagina, the picture of the vagina in the magazine. 
<laughs> I was telling, I was texting him to, to tell you that you had to draw it, like have her pose, and you had yeah, to like you had, yeah, you almost ruined it with texting because you kept like getting me off track. I was like, why is my phone buzzing? I'm not, I can't look at that. I'm yeah, talking. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Jeff, thank you for being such a good sport. This was very funny. Uh, I really tried to hang with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. I'll call you later. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. All right. See you. I, I love you, Jeff. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> <That's eating>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for being a good sport about that. And uh, The greatest of all sports, by the way. Yeah. So uh, I don't Except think... when he called me an a-hole, which I don't know. Yeah, he did. Well, he, no, no, he called both of us a-holes, I think. Oh, well, sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, it is now time for the Simple Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And it's going to go back to something Jim Laird said about free play. And we talked about free play in kids. Well, guess what? Uh, a lot of times movements and foods and, and sleeping patterns that are healthy for kids also are healthy for adults. Um, and so free play. As an adult, I mean, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the, the gym and, like, you know, lace up your shoes and just do the elliptical for 60 minutes while you watch the news and just dread and hate your life. Like, play basketball, play racquetball. Um, just go out and, and, like, you know, like you normally would, like, run around your neighborhood. Well, just, like, sprint and then stop and then run backwards and then go sideways you know just like just be random and uh, and that and just that'll be a lot of fun for you if you're somebody that's just used to kind of doing like a very steady state type of exercise well i think this is where kids come into play because you can knock basically i mean if you look at everything as a time investment you can kill two birds with one stone you go play with your kids Kids don't know, like, all right, well, it is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays I go to the Y and I run on the treadmill for 25 minutes. The kids don't know that. They go and they play and they run and they sweat and they, they get out of breath and they, they'll go fast and they'll go slow and they'll do all kinds of things. Well, if you have children, go out and go to the park with them and just go bananas. Like, do, do what they're doing. Uh, you don't have to sit on the bench, you know, reading, uh, you know, your you know, Facebook feed from your phone. You can get off the bench and you can, you know, it's, it's good parenting. To play with your kids, it shows them that you value them, but it also, you know, kind of vary your your movement pattern up a bit. My mom, uh, for my youngest son's birthday, which was like a month ago, she got him like, and it's a little advanced for them, but basically it's like uh, these vests that they wear with like these Velcro balls, uh, real soft ones. Um, stop it, your face, Mark Rogers. But like you throw, it's like basically dodgeball, like a dodgeball kit. Uh, which I don't know. You needed a kid. I thought you just needed a ball, but it's they can't really throw them very well because these balls are real light. So, but uh, so we went to the park and we were just running around doing this. And I realized like halfway through, I was like, you know what? This is actually like a pretty little decent. Uh, you know, I'm moving around. I'm jumping. I'm running. I'm sprinting, and then I'm not sprinting. And then, it, you know, it's it's a very human way of of getting your exercise yeah. in. So be mindful of free play. Do stuff like that. Do free play. And, you know, talking about your, your children, I just want to say that it is a miracle that you had children since your balls are also very light. <clears throat> wah, 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 wah. Very good, Mark. All right. Slow tr- the, the, the funny trombone for you. Uh, Everyone knew that was coming. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. This is edition of the Simply Even Podcast. Coming up next time, it is the great... And wonderful Kate Galliette. We're going to talk about shoulder uh, stability and a lot of other things. She actually kind of works you out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, those are good. Yeah, if you if you are like one of the billions of people I know that have jacked up shoulders, 
Like, and it, and it doesn't have to be like your arm can't lift above your head. Ever, all, I know tons of people have shoulder problems. Listen to this next episode. It's all about you, shoulder problem man. <laughs> or, <laughs> or human. Or, yes. Okay, so um, that's coming up. And then I've also got sort of the, our April lined up. Uh, we're going to have a lot of cool guests. And uh, so leave us a review on iTunes. Any publicity is good publicity, uh, good or bad. SimplyHumanLifestyle.com is the website. Uh, like us on Facebook. and We're still uh, doing the t-shirt giveaway, right? Yeah. So okay, any, yeah. Yeah, anytime yeah. you leave a review, you're entered into the uh, – you'll be in the March t-shirt, Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. Um, and uh, uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SimplyHuman52. Email the show, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com or email Rick at SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. So that will do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, not not quite like a pornographer or nothing, but like a tasteful pornographer, like an artistic pornographer. I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't okay. think I want to be known for that. So until next time, enjoy yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.